Mimentine is an NMDA biohack, an NMDA antagonist specifically with a novel mechanism that can be profoundly helpful for those with broken brains or those who need to reset their tolerance to other performance enhancers. I don't consider it a nootropic, nor would I recommend it highly to most biohackers. This podcast is mostly going to focus on decoding what the human studies are saying about memantine and how this squares up with the anecdotal experiences of biohackers online. For more of my own personal experiences, thoughts, and comparisons, please see the written and video reviews that are in the sidebar of the meta-analysis article that you can find linked wherever you're listening to this podcast. Let's start by talking about the scientific research. Memantine has a significant corpus of good science done on it, with over 180 human clinical trials done in the past 10 years alone, from Iran and the Netherlands to California and Canada. Oh, Canada. Next, let's talk about memantine versus Alzheimer's. A 2016 Canadian study evaluated it in combination with acetylcholinorasterase inhibitors. It's the, the objective of this Canadian study was to compare mental imagery of gait and spatiotemporal gait parameters in patients with dementia. And they gave memantine to 56 elderly patients and concluded. Our findings show an improvement in mental imagery of gait and use of anti-dementia drugs, but no changes in actual gait performance. A two-year trial totaling over 2,000 patients compared memantine to galantamine, a cholinergic drug. Interestingly, the study found that the two in combination seem to have negligible effects. Quote, this Post hoc analysis shows that the beneficial effects of galantamine at two years post treatment were not observed in patients who had been placed on background memantine. Although I'll mention uh, a video that I saw by Dr. Michael Gregors, I think his name, and they compared memantine to the spice saffron as uh, Alzheimer's, as Alzheimer's treatments, and they found that they were actually, they're actually the same. So, you know, give a, give a, give an extra little bit of saffron to whatever you're cooking next. I want to mention dementia versus, memantine versus dementia. From a 2017 Dutch randomized controlled trial, the primary study outcome is objective executive functioning measured with a neurophysiological assessment. Secondary measures were objective cognitive functioning in other domains, physical functioning, physical activity levels, activities of daily living, frailty, mood, and quality of life. 62 patients in another recent study found it helpful. Quote, in a six-week course of treatment with memantine as adjunct to serotraline showed a favorable safety and efficacy profile in patients with major depressive disorder. Let's talk about memantine versus bipolar disorder. No, let's not. 
I hate you. I don't want to talk about bipolar disorder. Come on, man. Relax. We're just hanging out doing a podcast. No, screw you. Let's go do drugs instead. <laughs> just kidding. I don't have bipolar <laughs> disorder. Okay, so the most recent clinical trial was done in 2017 in Shiraz, Iran. It was a 2016 double-blind placebo-controlled randomized study of 58 patients in the manic phase of bipolar disorder. I think the manic phase is when your crazy girlfriend threw a plate at you. Over the course of the trial, the patients improved by 34% their Yale-Brown obsessive-compulsive behavior scale scores. The researchers concluded, our double-blind controlled clinical trial showed that memantine is an effective adjuvant agent for reducing obsessive-compulsive symptoms in patients with bipolar disorder. I should mention this word has appeared now a couple times, adjuvant in case you don't know, adjuvant means something that you combine with another therapy and it uh, adds adds to it, hopefully makes it more effective. You find that's a piece of vocabulary you find a lot in scientific literature, but not elsewhere very much. One user reported, uh, someone who was struggling with bipolar. Memantine is an incredibly effective mood stabilizer and anti-manic agent. I use it to treat bipolar disorder type 1 and have successfully pulled myself and a couple of friends out of manic psychotic episodes with it in a matter of days. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Let's talk now about something that people ask me about a lot, which is its utility as a social smart drug. So a Norwegian 12-week open-labeled trial evaluated its effect treating social deficits in intellectually capable adults with autism spectrum disorder. Hey, I think those are people who discuss like the uh, the non-aggression principle in uh, you know libertarian uh, seafaring colonies frequently. Anyways, but I get distracted. To go on and quote the study. In addition, memantine treatment was associated with significant improvement in ADHD and anxiety symptom severity. Significant improvement was noted in nonverbal communication in the diagnostic analysis of nonverbal accuracy scale test and in executive function per self-report. And... The Norwegian study concluded, memantine treatment was generally well tolerated and was not associated with any serious adverse effects. Treatment with memantine appears to be beneficial for the treatment of autism spectrum disorder and associated psychopathology and cognitive dysfunction in intellectually capable adults, and it even decreased the incidence of them wearing Crocs to a nice restaurant. Just kidding, that last part I added myself. This would kind of concur with the online lore surrounding Mementine. And online, it's reputed to be quite a sublime social smart drug. And I'll quote, always learning on longevity. I no longer constantly worry about being judged. 
and do not feel inferior to the people around me. Eye contact is pleasurable rather than painful, as is exerting my will and expressing my desires. I am able to truly enjoy physical and emotional intimacy. Now, I see people more for who they are, their pain, their anxiety, their joy, etc. Mementine verse Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. A double-blind, placebo-controlled German 2016 study evaluated it as a treatment for children or adolescents. Despite the effectiveness of serotonergic compounds in the treatment of obsessive-compulsive disorder, treatment-resistant symptoms remaining in 40 to 60% of patients present a pressing clinical problem. Its results will provide clinically relevant solid information on potential new mechanisms and medication treatment in obsessive compulsive and autism spectrum disorders. Next, let's talk about memantine versus depression. One very thankful user was suffering from severe depression and reported that taking memantine enabled their rebirth into becoming a thriving, happy person. One night, I chose to take a large dose, 60 milligrams before bed. I woke up the next day feeling incredible. I felt light and buoyant. I had a strong desire to be outside in nature and feel the sun on my skin. Most of the day was spent outside in the sun, marveling at the trees, dancing with the wind, the birds singing, uh, to each other, and I even had an intimate moment with a small animal. Just kidding, that, that part was not true. This is what I call my rebirth. I had an epiphany that day. My energy levels shot way up too. Now I work out five days a week at CrossFit, at a CrossFit gym. I rediscovered my love for yoga after taking a decade off from practice. Everyday actions, repetitive movements, holding conversation, things people take for granted, but were always challenging for me, have started to become effortless. Now I'm starting to feel that anything I work towards can be accomplished, where before, no matter how hard I tried, how much I practiced, I could not get past mediocrity. Consistency was always elusive. This is most likely the closest I will get to my own limitless substance. But who knows? Breakthroughs in science are happening every day. Talking about memantine as a mood enhancer, a 2010 pilot study of 29 gambling addicts indicated that it may help them overcome their very expensive pastime. These findings suggest that pharmacological manipulation of the glutamate system may target both gambling and cognitive deficits in pathological gambling. The medication was well tolerated. Memantine treatment was associated with diminished gambling and improved cognitive flexibility. Next, another double-blind placebo-controlled study was optimistic about its helpful effect for those suffering from migraines. Memantine might be a tolerable and efficacious option for prophylaxis in patients with migraine without aura. 
tolerability, short duration required for titration and a safety profile in pregnancy might give memantine an advantage over other anti-migraine medications. Next, a 2015 study indicated it may help with compulsive eating disorders. But first, I'm going to eat an entire package of Oreos. Mm, those Oreos, they were delicious. Anyways, I'll continue. Together, these findings <laughs> Together, these findings substantiate a role of memantine as a potential pharmacological treatment for binge eating disorder. Next, it may have a beneficial effect on alcoholism from an animal study. Mementine may decrease alcohol consumption with fewer side effects than any other NMDA receptor antagonist. Next, I'll mention schizophrenia. A 2016 randomized placebo-controlled study used mementine in combination with another drug, olanzapine, from its abstract. Glutamate dysregulation may be involved in the neuropathology of schizophrenia. Memantine acts as a partial non-competitive NMDA receptor antagonist. The aim of this study was to examine the efficacy of memantine as an adjunctive treatment to olanzapine in patients with schizophrenia. Interestingly, it was found that the two drugs helped female schizophrenia, schizophreniacs, schizophreniacs. Ooh, I'm probably not saying that word correctly. Anyways, it helped the schizophreniacs, schizophreniacs more than men. Next, let's talk about a attribute that I found interesting, which is tolerance reset. Memantine has been implicated in lowering tolerance to GABA agonists like the benzodiazepines. However, this doesn't seem to be limited to GABA agonists. In the online biohacker community, you'll find this mentioned. For example, I have found it genuinely fantastic. My focus is improved, my memory is better, and I can vouch for the much-touted tolerance reversal. In my case, too, stimulants. Another Reddit biohacker agreed. The most positive effect have been a resensitization to racetams, most notably phenoparacetam, and an across-the-board reduction in tolerance to all substances. So this is a good idea if you're kind of a real supplement or uh, nootropics junkie and you find that your tolerance is is increasing and you don't want to be have to shoveling that much stuff into your body to get the performance enhancing effect that you're looking for. Uh, notably, I want to talk about Crotum. And one Crotum lover reported enthusiastically on Reddit, over the past three weeks, I have been taking 10 milligrams of Mementine daily since I have started doing this, all my crotum has more of a stimulant edge. There is not a ton of added jitteriness or anxiety, but rather the get and go effect of each strain is more prominent. Used to be when I took two and a half grams of a slow strain, I would feel really chill and mellow. Now when I take this dose, I have the urge to 
physically get up and get my body moving and exercise, do yard work, etc. If you want stronger effects from your carotum or you need to reduce your tolerance, I recommend Mimantine. And I'll mention opioid withdrawal. It could potentially be a real lifesaver for opioid addicts who need to taper off powerfully addictive painkillers like oxycodone, Vicodin, or fentanyl. And there's some reason to believe that it may even reset caffeine tolerance. I'm looking at you, Guy, who's on his fifth cup of coffee today. Let's talk about its mechanism of action. A Swedish paper concisely described its pharmacokinetics. Memantine acts as a non-competitive antagonist at different neuronal nicotinic acetylcholine receptors at potencies similar to the NMDA and 5-HT3 receptors, but this is difficult to ascertain with accuracy because of the rapid desensitization of the NACHR responses in these experiments. Notably, memantine is an antagonist at the alpha seven R A C R H R, which may contribute to initial worsening of cognitive functioning during early memantine treatment. Alpha seven N A C H R upregulates quickly in response to antagonism, which could explain the cognitive enhancing effects of chronic memantine treatment. It has been shown that the number of nicotinic receptors in the brain are reduced in Alzheimer's disease, even with the absence of general decrease in the number of neurons and nicotinic receptor agonists are viewed as interesting targets for anti-Alzheimer's drugs. And if you heard that and like me said, Como what? Here's what that means in more <laughs> straightforward English from cognitive enhancement extraordinaire. Mister, you are so dumb on, on Reddit. This guy's great and he translates things into more uh, understandable language. Memantine is great. It is a long-acting NMDA receptor antagonist that binds to an open-channel binding site. This means that for memantine to bind, the neuron has to depolarize and open to clear the magnesium block. Then memantine is pulled into the channel to its binding site. This means that it allows for normal operation of the NMDA receptor channels, but stops the influx of the calcium from getting too high. Other NMDA receptor agonists do not allow for normal operation of the NMDA channel, so they are not useful for daily use. And next, I want to give some more experiential uh, anecdotes of uses. So there was a really meticulous biohacker that reported that memantine cured them of detrimental cognitive decline and derealization. So I've been dealing with a situation for a very long time, and I've come to the end part of it. So basically, memantine has cured me of my disorder, or at least it is treating it to a level I honestly wasn't sure was possible. I'm operating around 85%. Pre-memantine, everything else I was taking, I was probably around 20%. They all helped, but 
was nowhere near or even close to the level of Mementi. It is clearly directly treating my dysfunction. And so that was a person that was really positive about it. You may want to listen to their their story if you're dealing with uh, similar challenges of cognitive decline, depression, or derealization. One disappointed self-experimenter reported, I tried taking Mementine three separate times and couldn't handle the profound side effects. I felt drunk all the time without the euphoria or lack of inhibition. I don't think I experienced any lasting negative effects that didn't go away after a week, but that's hard to say. I would say that Mementine is one of the stupider things I've done in desperation, hoping to hold off stimulant tolerance a bit longer. And uh, doing my research like normal, I, I couldn't find any uh, cofactors of it because again, it's not really a nootropic. It's not, it's not a performance enhancer for many people. Um, although I did find a notable conflict, which is that you'd want to avoid vitamin B5. And it's been advised that vitamin B5 has an undesirable interaction with acetylcholine or asterase inhibitors and combining them could lead to pretty severe side effects. I'll mention dosage and usage. So you'll want to take it with meals in the morning and it has an 80 hour effect half-life, which is a long time. So you don't need to take multiple doses of it throughout the days. And then let's talk about dosage. It's a quite hardcore neurobiological hack. So if you're using it for performance enhancement as opposed to treating chronic disease, it's a good idea to start with a quite low dose of five or 10 milligrams daily. And so you'll, you'll, you'll kind of follow this model of dosing. Your first week, you'll start really low with like 10 milligrams a day. Then your second week, you'll go up to like 20 milligrams a day. And then on the third week, you'll do 20 to 30 milligrams and 30 30 milligrams daily is not recommended that's the high end of this and then if you're doing this for uh, performance enhancement if that's what your goal is or for the tolerance reset that I was talking about 20 milligrams is probably going to be your your high end I wouldn't go higher than that and then if you're looking at treating like severe depression or derealization then some of those people are using up to they're using in between like 40 to 60 milligrams I'll also mention in regards to dosage sometimes after I record these podcasts I come into possession of better knowledge and information about dosing and I always update my website so if you're considering spending your money on the on this or you know putting it in your body introducing this biohack to your neurobiology you're you're probably going to want to check out the article that I have linked to this podcast let's talk about side effects cuz they are um, concerning with this one reports of undesirable side effects are abundant for example very bad effects for me, even at extremely low dose of two and a half milligrams every two or three days, that is a low dose. If I had kept taking it, I would have at a minimum lost my job, but probably would have killed myself. It put me on the edge of that void, closer than I have ever been. I mean, 
I've never had to actually resist a physical compulsion to run up to the top and off of a building. I had such high hopes because some people have reported that their lives have been fundamentally changed for the better. Oh well, trial and error continues. The behavior and feelings were repeatable with dosing. They're saying it's consistent. And since stopping, I'm back to normal as I've ever been. Although uh, that, that report is probably one of the more dramatic of the of it. M- most of the side effects that were reported are more benign. Things like brain fog, tiredness, and lethargy. And on my risk grade, okay, I'm going to give it a B minus risk grade. And here's why. Over 180 human clinical trials have been done in the past 10 years. That's quite a bit. And the most recent human trial mentioned in its abstract that no serious adverse effects were reported. However, some have reported that it causes mild depression, and some people online have reported worse side effects, as I mentioned. A Canadian animal study noted that it worsened performance in a water maze exercise. Quote, strikingly, Subjects receiving memantine demonstrated memory impairment relative to controls when retrained off the drug, revealing a novel and unusual disruption of cognitive flexibility. And then an American 2008 paper expressed skepticism that it's very beneficial and noted increased neurotoxicity when combined with cholinergics. These findings raise questions about using this drug in combination with Alzheimer's disease, especially in the absence of evidence that the combination is beneficial or that the or that either the drug arrests or reverses the disease process. And in conclusion, I think this is a higher risk drug and I may actually I may actually lower its risk grade now that I'm considering all the factors here and perhaps I'll get some feedback from some people that have actually used it, you know, for or against, and I may lower it into the C territory as a risk grade. Uh, it, It has a particularly invasive mechanism of action. And again, there's plenty of reports of undesirable side effects with it. However, it could be profoundly helpful to people with severe treatment-resistant depression or those facing the specter of cognitive decline. You know, if you're a person that, you know, just spends every day you know, laying around in bed thinking about how terrible life is, then, you know, hey, you should be willing to try try almost anything. And again, memantine has this this pretty unique mechanism of action that makes it stands out. So so maybe maybe worth a try. I found no significant reports of otherwise healthy people using it and experiencing any really beneficial nootropic effects. So its upside is minimal and the significant uh, downside is is there if you don't have a broken mind. As a biohacker myself seeking performance enhancement, the only use of memantine I can conceive of is its effect in resetting tolerance, most likely of crotum, but also potentially of caffeine. But there's there's a better way to reset tolerance of these things, which is just to just to cut them off a little bit and cut back your intake of 
carotum or caffeine or whatever your performance enhancer is, do a little bit of a, of a cycling strategy and you really probably won't need Mementine, but it's good to know that it's there, isn't it? Anyways, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and as always, I look forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.